I was testing the audio earlier and I was trying to um I was trying to figure out how I sounded on the radio cuz I had a very separate voice when I was speaking on the radio. Obviously, I can't talk like this because it's a little monotonous. So, the way I would talk, how would how, I don't know how to explain it. I I guess I would add more oomph to the way I talk. And I thought it would be interesting if I could just uh share a little bit about uh how I changed my voice. So, I'm just going to go ahead and read a sentence real quick. And then in my normal voice, and then I'm going to go ahead and say it in my radio voice. So here's how I would say this sentence in my normal voice. Even if it's something you preferably don't want to do or something you wouldn't necessarily be interested in, you can find a silver lining, something to make it interesting for you. That's an excerpt of what this podcast is going to be about. So a uh, hint, hint, uh, we'll get there in a bit. But uh, here's how I would say that sentence word for word in the radio voice even if it's something you preferably don't want to do or something you necessarily wouldn't be interested in you can find a silver lining something to make it interesting for you have you noticed the difference there do you know what i mean do you know what i mean when i say oomph i guess i try to be more enthusiastic with the way i talk and that was exhausting <laughs> anyways this was a very uh, long intro um speaking of me rambling on for what seems like hours. Um, hi, hi there. Welcome to the Rambling Writer Podcast. My name is John. And uh, before I get into this topic, I did want to share a very near-death experience um, that was 100% my fault. Uh, just happened a few days ago. Um, it was around nighttime. So here I am driving outside of Kmart. Um, oh, which, by the way, if you're not from Guam, Kmart is a big thing here. Um, how would you describe that? It's kind of like a superstore or a mega, like a mega store. Think of it as kind of like how statesiders would see Walmart. That's basically Kmart to us. And of course, you guys have Kmart there. Seems like it's going downhill, at least from what I'm seeing in the news. Um, but we'll try not to... Uh, get into that territory. Just know that Kmart's very popular here. That's that's basically our our Walmart. Um, so I'm driving out of Kmart. I have my headphones on and I have it underneath my shirt, right? So the the wire is kind of like going from uh, on the inside part of you know of my shirt. So I'm trying to take it off while I'm driving. For some reason, I guess my earphones uh, fall out of my ear. And then they land on the top of the steering wheel, just behind where the wheel is. And it gets stuck on that little, I guess it's the, the sliver um, around the steering wheel. So the wire gets stuck on that sliver. And here I am trying to like get it out. But at the same time, I need to focus on the road. Uh, there came a time where I had to turn the wheel. And as I was turning it, the freaking wire started tightening around the, the steering wheel. So it got stuck. Meanwhile, the rest of the wire is still underneath my shirt, so now I'm feeling it kind of like pull at me. Uh, it's pulling me closer to the steering wheel. Here's where things just kind of go crazy because here I am trying to like still get, I'm panicking now at this state. I'm trying to get the wire out of the steering wheel, but uh, I also need to pay attention to the road. <laughs> and while I'm get, and while I'm continuing to turn, like the wire is kind of like pulling me closer to the steering wheel, so I accidentally my hand touches the. Um, the switch to turn on my high beams and I also uh, <laughs> my other hand like bumps into the switch for the windshield wiper so I just look like a madman 
uh, with a freaking high beams on, windshield wiper when it's not even like freaking raining. Um, <laughs> I'm trying my best to not to not run into something. And I was just thinking to myself, this is a freaking final destination moment. Oh my god. I ended up uh, pulling over to the side of the road, switching off the high beams and the windshield wiper, and um, it took me a while to kind of loosen up the, the wire around the steering wheel. That that was the near-death experience because um, I was on the road driving. I could have crashed into something because I was just being completely irresponsible. Why was I trying to adjust my headphones while I was driving? That's that's the uh, the question of of the day. I don't know. And the thing is that there was someone behind me. There was a guy behind me, and uh, I guess he maybe he didn't notice what was happening with my high beams or me kind of like swerving a little bit on the road. He didn't honk. Like <laughs> I'm guessing he is just one of those. I mean, God bless his soul, but you know, he he didn't honk. And I was slowing down too because I, I didn't want to drive fast because. Obviously, I was a very in a very compromised position. So, yeah, um, whoever that guy is, thank you for not honking, uh, even though you had every right to. Um, <laughs> and that was my uh, near death experience, right outside of Kmart. So today's topic is actually something that I got inspired by. Um, And it was from something I'm not typically inspired by and it's the stories that you don't want to write So when you start off as a journalist um, and and you're working in a newsroom for the first time you often get assigned stories that you Wouldn't particularly choose uh, on your own But of course since you're new and they kind of need to gauge how well you work you get assigned stories and um, It's not particularly a beat that you want, but you can do it and it's very doable Um, And I guess along the way, while you're researching, you find something that you're interested in. I would say that happens most of the time throughout my uh, career as as a reporter. For the most part, I would say that the stories that I've written, I've learned something from, and I've definitely uh, had some level of interest in writing them. That said, there are a few stories that you get assigned that you just don't want to write because you absolutely have no passion or no interest in but you can't exactly say no because it's a story that needs to be written it's a story that needs to be done you know especially if it's something that your readers are interested in or or content that they prefer your editor's going to give you that story and you're going to have to write it and you're just going to have to grin and bear it that's just the way of i mean that that's not doesn't apply only to like uh, a newsroom i bet i think any job in any job, you will have some assignments or some work that you might not particularly like, but you just have to do it. It's just part of the job. For me, um, I've had two experiences that are kind of interlocked, so they're happening around the same time. Um, two different publications that I'm writing for, uh, two topics that I don't really care for, but I have to do it because, for one, my newsroom is currently short-staffed and there's no one else would be able to write them so they handed it over to me so I kind of just wanted to talk about these two stories and uh, my struggle with them a little bit but of course I'm not going to end this off you know just me complaining Uh, there is some resolution to this and I'll get to that right after I explain the topics that I'm uh, that I cringed (laughs) cringed for Um, so the first story 
which was actually to be written as a listicle uh, for a magazine that we're writing that I'm writing for, was about beauty trends. If you could see my face right now, like I'm still, <laughs> I'm still traumatized for having to write that. And you know what? I'm I'm not saying that in a way to bash the people who are into like, you know, makeup or into um, cosmetics or those kinds of things. I think that's definitely an art that requires a lot of skill and a skill that I don't have at all and skill that I'm not particularly interested in. So here's me um, knowing nothing about beauty trends. You know, this is coming from a guy who um, hasn't trimmed his nose hair in maybe two months now. Uh, I get so lazy that I end up just tucking in my nose hair instead of trimming them. Is that a little too much information? This is a podcast, whatever. So it's done in a listicle. Um, that makes it a little bit easier for me, to be honest, um, because I can sort of compartmentalize uh, subtopics. Uh, so it kind of makes it easier for me to uh, pinpoint certain things and then to write about them. But I don't know anything about beauty. I don't know anything about beauty trends. So the first thing I had to do, obviously, was to call a professional, call someone who might have been in the know about um, trends or what's been viral or what's kind of been uh, popular these days. That was a lot of work because you know, talking to these professionals, I also had to seem that I had some interest in it. I can't just be like, oh, can you just tell me what, you know, tell me something and then obviously I'm going to just write or paraphrase what you're telling me. No, I, I I never want my stories to be like that. I have to be engaged somewhat. So if there's something that they're explaining that I don't understand, I'm going to ask a lot of follow-up questions. That's just how I am. Even if I'm not particularly interested in the topic, I'm going to ask follow-up questions because I'm just naturally inquisitive. So yeah, there, there was the beauty trends and then the other story that I was writing, at the same time that I'm writing this beauty trend story, uh, listicle, is about crematoriums or cremations. I'd say that I have a very morbid sense of humor. I'm, I can be a little bit dark sometimes. So crematoriums themselves, I would actually be interested in, in writing about them. But I think what would interest me about writing about cremations is the actual process of how someone gets incinerated. <laughs> that sounds very grim, but that's the stuff that I'd be interested in writing about because I'm curious about that. That's not what the angle of this uh, story was about. So what I had to do is talk to families of those who have passed on and were cremated. I am not a very empathetic person. And I also think that this is a very sensitive uh, topic to try to uh, bring up to someone, especially if, you know, they were really close to that family member and they don't really want to talk about it. It's not a like a very sentimental angle either. I mean, I'm talking about how the family made the decision to cremate their loved one. You know what I mean? So it's, there's a there's a technical aspect to it that is a little bit cold, just like the body. No, just, oh my God back to the uh back to the uh topic at hand so yeah i i the reason why i was just very i did not want to do the stories because i understood how sensitive it could be to talk to a family member or to even like bring it up to a family member like i just want to know um why your family decided to cremate him or her 
So it's really tough to to empathize in that way, mainly because I haven't had that experience before. I I mean, my cousin last year, I believe she was cremated, but I you you won't see me like going up to my other cousins or my my auntie or uncle and be like, oh, so I mean, why did you uh, why did you cremate her instead of a traditional burial? Like, who asked that question? I would I would probably run away from that person. Um, but I needed this story, so I kind of uh, worked up courage to contact people that we know had uh, cremated someone from their family who has passed on, like maybe a lover or a friend, a family member, and um, I just had to kind of beat around the bush a little bit. Instead of asking them out front, I want to talk to you about how you cremated your husband or how you cremated your mom. Like, that's... I had to beat around the bush. I had to add some fluff before the actual inquiry to kind of set them down a bit, help them kind of move along to the whole process of making this inquiry. Now, these two topics were not easy to do. One of them I'm still actually working on because I still need to find this is uh, I'm actually still working on the story about cremations and I still need to find people who are willing to talk about it. But that's where I'm at. These these two stories, I just, I, I don't want to write them. I mean, I finished the beauty trend story and I'm looking back at it and I, I didn't, I still don't want my byline to be on this story. My editor said it actually turned out pretty well. But for me, it's just like, I, it's just, it's something that I was not passionate about. And that's why I kind of don't want my byline to be on it. But you know what? It's, it's work. It's the job. Now, of course, I don't want to just end this off as a complaint, uh, there is some resolution to it, to this, and I wanted to tie in uh, a class that I took a few weeks ago. So there is this um, writer by the name of Inara Verzemnix. Um, so the uh, Humanities Guahan Council, uh, which is just the Guam Council on Humanities here on Guam. I said Guam like three times in one sentence. Way to go, John. So they were able to bring her in. So she is a uh, Pulitzer finalist, and she also won several other awards. I think she was a Pulitzer finalist in a feature writing story, and uh, she was kind of she was a reporter for more than a decade. I forget the paper that she was writing for. Sorry, Inara, but uh, yeah, she was a journalist for more than a decade. I think about thirteen years, and now she teaches at the University of Iowa. So she held a master class here while she was visiting for a week. She was, the class was sort of targeted towards journalists or people who write um, sort of news type stories. And she wanted to focus mainly on immersive writing. So being able to put the reader into the, into the perspective of the story. And that class was very helpful for me. I definitely learned a lot. There were some questions that I had about my writing style that were answered uh, in this class. And something that she brought up, uh, she used an example of one there was this one story that we read about taxidermy. The writer of the story didn't want to write about taxidermy because she had no idea what it was about and it wasn't something that she liked or enjoyed. But a very good tip that Inara told us all is that there has to be something about this topic that you could be interested in. So you have to think of yourself as an average reader who doesn't know about the topic. So the topic is X. Um, what is something about X that will make you want to read it? 
You know what I mean? So in this case, the writer of this taxidermy story, she, for a couple moments, she put herself into the story, uh, into her narrative to give the, she's not, she does, she doesn't say outright that she's, that she's a newbie to the scene, but it kind of alludes to the fact that she doesn't know much about being a taxidermy because throughout the story, you can see hints that she was surprised or alarmed at certain things. Um, so by the end of the story, she seemed very, like, very interested in, in, in this story that she initially thought that she wouldn't like. So from that perspective that Inara was teaching us, um, I was thinking about how to apply this with the stories that I'm working on. Like I said, beauty trends are just not my thing. I don't care, care about beauty trends. But uh, after looking into it a little bit more, I learned about some very helpful things with skincare. I was thinking to myself, yeah, I, I, skincare is definitely something that I can relate to. I don't want to have patchy, dry skin. And I found that sometimes I would get a little bothered because I would see kind of like dryness between my eyebrows. It's like this kind of like white flakiness uh, that I don't particularly like. So I always just take like a little bit of lotion and then just kind of uh, moisturize that area so I won't see those flakes. But I did see a lot of, you know, tips from the beauty community about making your skin feel and look better. Not necessarily like putting any makeup or any foundation concealer, uh, which by the way, after like seeing tutorials on concealer, I would honestly, I'd be down to use that just for my under eyes because I have dark circles that, uh, scare even me. <laughs> the dark circles under my eyes are very representative of my future. <laughs> okay, anyways, getting back to the topic again. Oh, see, this is this is why this podcast is called The Rambling Writer, because I'm all about rambling. But yeah, I, I began going on this train of thought on skincare, and I thought, you know, that's helpful. I, I think that's something that I could be into, and I think readers would be interested in doing that. So as I was talking to this um, beauty specialist, I asked her about tips like, okay, I mean, women put on makeup. How do you constantly cleanse your skin? Or like, how do you make sure your palate, as as, as they say, is cleansed uh, before you put on, you know, makeup again and then she gave me some very interesting tips that I think that I could even apply and I don't I don't wear makeup but I definitely would use these tips because I think it would make me feel better uh, make uh, I mean I can see myself just following these habits of morning cleanses nighttime moisturizers and such like that just so I can have like a better face is that a good way of saying that um I ended up, you know, uh, taking on Inara's advice and uh, finding something that I could be interested in with the beauty trends. And from there, it actually made things a little bit easier for me to focus on other things. So from there, uh, I was uh, talking about like hairstyles, but at the same time, like how do you care for your hair? You know, you definitely want your hair to remain youthful or with a lot of volume <laughs> is that that's that's the word I'm trying to go for yeah I, I think that definitely helped with the story I'm still working on how to go about this crematorium story um I, I haven't found that silver lining yet but I'm getting there that story is actually due in a couple of days and I'm still 
far behind on it, but I think I'll get there. I'm pretty sure, you know, sometimes deadlines force reporters to think creatively quicker. So that pressure is definitely going to come pretty soon. So just to, to summarize, and uh, and this is the same sentence that I used at the beginning of this podcast, you know, not just with reporting, not just in the newsroom, but in any job that you have, you know, even if it's something that you preferably don't want to do or something that you wouldn't necessarily be interested in, but you have to do it, there's always like a silver lining, you know what I mean? There's something about it that you can find interesting, and then from there, that's how you can kind of make your way into the topic, into the assignment, into the task, and it'll become a little bit easy for you. And that's all I got to say about this podcast. I just wanted to share a little bit more about my writing processes as a reporter. Um, I've, I think in the past, the previous podcast, I think I was talking a little bit more about my casual writing or uh, free writing, but I definitely wanted to touch on reporting a little bit uh, just so you can kind of understand um, the different thought processes that I have when I'm uh, tackling different types of writing. So in closing, I did want to raise a question with you uh, that could possibly be a writing prompt. Um, And that question is, what's a topic or genre that you don't like writing about and why? Anyway, I think I've said enough for this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any comments or feedback on what I should talk about, feel free to let me know. I think you can comment on a podcast or or on like, I guess I have these on SoundCloud, so I think you can comment on them. So if you think of anything that you want to know about, whether it be um, reporting or just free writing, yeah, I'm very definitely interested and, and feel free to let me know what you think about the question of the day, which is once again, what's a topic or genre you don't like writing about? All right, I'm going to close off. I'll talk to you guys later.